This is the Transforming Destinies broadcast of the Christ Chapel Ministries International. Ministering is Reverend James Hanson Saki, the senior pastor and author of the life-transforming book, Doing the Master's Will. Reverend James is a prolific preacher of the Word of God with a profound apostolic and prophetic mandate to set in order the things that are out of order in the church with emphasis on evangelism, prayer, righteousness, discipline and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry is committed to raising and establishing model New Testament Christians who know their place in God. It is our prayer that the Lord will minister to your individual needs through this message. Now, sit back and listen to Reverend James Hanson Saki as he ministers the undiluted Word of God with a special unction. May the Lord continue to enlighten you. Are you in Romans chapter 6, verse 1? You see, the, the one who wrote this book of Romans, we know he's the Holy Spirit, but he wrote through a man called Paul. And Paul understood so much about the favor of God that like I said last week, he started his letters with grace be to you and always ends them with grace be unto you. And that's why at one point he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, I don't deserve to be an apostle because I persecuted the church and I killed God's servants and by grace, I'm a preacher. This is interesting. It is grace. Because if we have to go by human standards, he doesn't even qualify to be an usher in the church. Praise the Lord. But for him to be an apostle and to write Holy Scripture, an ex-medra of apostles, that's why I said, I am what I am by the grace of God. That's what grace can do. I said, that's what grace can do. That's what the Bible says that we are saved by grace. It is not any work that we have done. We are saved by grace. And because of the grace of God, you can confidently go to God and call him your father. So when the devil comes reminding you of past sins, tell him in the court of heaven, case dismissed, I am saved by grace. Because the Bible says, if the Lord will count iniquity, who shall stand? It is by grace that we are saved. And because Paul understood it, also realize that grace can increase by a certain lifestyle. So in Romans chapter 6 verse 1, he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in it? Praise the Lord. So he says, if we continue to sin, then grace will not abound. That means if we want grace to abound, if we want to walk in abundant grace or we want to have great grace, then we have to, after we are saved, walk like the way Joseph walked and cut away from every shade and appearance of sin. Hallelujah. So anytime you see temptation, you see it as an attack on great grace. That is how a matured believer sees temptation. Please, let's go back to Genesis and look at Joseph again in his encounter with this wonderful woman. Favor. Every degree of favor will be tested with sin. 
if you fail that exam, you will write it again. Because nobody is awarded a certificate until he has written an exam and passed. So when you see temptation, it is a test. And sometimes it is an attack of the devil on the favor that is on the way. Because he knows that any act of sin would disturb the favor of God. So Genesis 39, let's go back there please. And it came to pass, verse 5, that he had made him overseer in his house. And over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he does not know what he had except the bread which he ate. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things. After favor has moved to greater favor. Hallelujah. That his master's wife cast her eyes upon him. The eyes are powerful. The eyes speak. They communicate. It can break down your defense. That's why Pasolo, you know Pasolo? The man called Solomon, the king. One day when we get to heaven, I will ask how he managed thousand women. Because he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. 300 wives, 700 concubines. Solomon, is this what the wisdom was giving you to manage? And even if he was seeing one of them every day, that is 365 for a year. So they are still outstanding because they were 1,000. So if you see Solo today, you will see him three years after. And the man managed to manage all of them. But after all this, he wrote and said, vanity of all vanities. Then he said, don't let her take you with her eyelids. It means Solo was a victim of the eyelid thing. <laughs> Praise God. That's why Job said, he said, I made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look upon a woman twice. So when this scripture went into some of us some years ago, on campus, we walk this way. <laughs> and the sisters called a meeting. I remember Rosemary looked at me and said, Brother James, sisters are not demons. We want to talk to you. You don't look into our face. Praise the Lord. But now I'm matured. I handle things differently. But you are still careful. Hallelujah. She said to me in the meeting, they called an executive meeting to address me. He said, Brother James, Sisters are not demons. We want you to look at us. When we say good morning, you say praise the Lord. Well, what is this? <laughs> praise God. But it has brought me very far. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I remember when God started talking to me and told me of the call on my life. He said one thing. He said fleshly desires will destroy the anointing. And I wrote that. And I'm still bound by that. It is the covenant over my life. Hallelujah. But the Bible says... And she cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. Have you seen the stages of temptation when it comes to sexual sins? When the eyes speak for some time, the tongue will speak. Amen. And lie with me. These are powerful words an unmarried man can hear. Or even a married man. Lie with me. A woman is saying that to you. 
That's serious. And the Bible says, but he refused and said unto his master's wife, when they speak, you must also speak back. If you keep quiet, it will be assumed. Silence means consent. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master does not know what is with me in the house. And he has committed all that he has to my hand. Joseph was trying to tell the missus that I know my limits in this house. I have defined the level of my relationship with everybody in this house. There is no one greater in this house than myself. Neither has he kept back anything from me, but only you, because you are his wife. How can then, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Hallelujah. So Joseph received favor. But when you are walking under favor, you must have wisdom and discretion. Hallelujah. That it is not every other door of favor that you must access. If Joseph was not righteous and had a connection with God, he would have called this scholarship. But it's not every scholarship you must accept. Praise the Lord. He realized this is sin and he called it by the name. Amen. Call sin by its name. Don't call it weakness. Otherwise, you do it again. If you call it by its name, it will guide you. Sometimes I say to people that if you don't label, if you change the label, you will poison yourself. Because in a chemistry lab, you may have a lot of colorless liquids. Some of them may be acidic. Conk HCl. The science students. Hallelujah. Concentrated hydrochloric acid. It can be colorless. And if you change the label and say all is liquid, you will feel thirsty one of the days. And in your desperation, may drink an acid. Label them appropriately. Call acid, acid. So that when you see it, you can avoid it. What I'm saying is that when sin is sin, call it by its name. Don't change it and call it weakness. Otherwise, you are robbing yourself of unmerited favor. Hallelujah. Mature Christians view sin from that perspective. So this thing is an attack on my life. Yes, it is a demand on my flesh, but can you look at what is happening in the realm of the spirit so that you save your life, so that you walk under great grace in Jesus' name. It didn't stop there. Look at it. And it came to pass as she spoke to Joseph day by day. Every day, he's on the phone. And this time, they were in the same house. So, master will go to work from 8 o'clock in the morning. All the other servants, madam can sack all of them. And Joseph alone will have to come and work in the bedroom to lay master's, table, uh, master's bed. And madam can put pressure on him. But Joseph, hallelujah, knew the God he was working with. He knew that he was carrying the destiny of a whole nation. He knew that if he fails at that moment, Israel would not become a nation in Egypt. Because if Joseph had failed, there was no way Jacob and the rest would go to Egypt. And there was no way Moses would have been born. There was no way that prophecy over Abraham would come to pass. Joseph was in a very crucial position. I don't know where you stand in your family line, but you must be careful of sin because God may want to use you to bring about deliverance to the entire family. When you see temptation, walk away from it. You need great grace. 
Some of you have marked time for a long time because you kept falling one day after the other. I call you back to order in the house of God. God's mercy and grace is still available. Joseph knew what he was carrying. That's why he could look at the woman and say, you want today's satisfaction. I'm thinking generationally. Because the Bible says it was a day-to-day affair. The woman pestered him. You see, the devil was after something. The devil realized this guy here is a slave. But I can tell God is with him. Maybe this prophecy that was said in Genesis 15 to Abraham, that his seed will go to, I believe this is the guy that has come. That will start this prophecy. Because out of that seed, Judah and the rest that will come out of that place, out of that line will come David and out of his line the Messiah will come. The devil was not taking chances. And the only way is to set up temptation. You see, if Joseph had fallen with the woman, I tell you, they will repeat it. And that's how it starts. And they will do it one day, master will come and catch them. And Joseph will be killed. He will be killed. No man can stand that thing. He will kill you. He will kill. Even if he's a pope, he will kill. He will kill. And that will be the end. Hallelujah. And all the prophecy over his life will come to an end. The dream he had that his brothers were bowing before him. I don't know what kind of dream you have had. It will take great grace for you to fulfill that dream. But the devil will come against you with sin. Don't look at it from the way man sees it. See it from God's perspective. Joseph looked at the woman. And the Bible said he refused. The Bible says it was every day. Please come with me. Read on further. Verse Verse 11. Verse 10 says, It came to pass as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not listen to her to lie by her or to be with her. Have you seen it there? To lie by her or to be with her. Don't be with that Potiphar, sisters. And don't be with Mrs. Potiphar, brothers. If you be around them, one day your defense may be broken. And the Bible says, it came to pass as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he came not unto her to lie by her to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. And there was no one in the house. Hallelujah. Sometimes the devil can set things that there will be nobody around. Those of you that have been in temptation before, you see that nobody comes around. Nobody. And the devil keeps on quoting First John 1 9. Brother, do it. And we do it. He's just unfaithful to forgive us. And to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Caught back, fire back and say, shall I continue to sin? That grace will abound? Because you want abundant grace. And there's no substitute for abundant grace. Because it is not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of God. Zechariah 12.10 says that the spirit of God is also known as the spirit of grace. So the Bible says, and it came to pass that Joseph was in the house alone. There was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment. So after speaking, after eyeing him and speaking, the next thing is that he will grab you. Praise the Lord. And the Bible said, look at Joseph. That's why he would have said, I think it's enough now. 
is enough. The way you have helped me now. All the hormones are activated. I think God will understand this one is not my fault. The Bible said, and you see, I don't know what she will be telling him, but maybe he may be saying, you see, you are a slave. I can change your immigration status. I am madam. We have connections with government. He would have given him a lot of promises, but Joseph knew his God, that the earth and the heavens belong to him. And he knows what he is doing. You need revelation to overcome temptation so that great grace will abound on your life in the name of Jesus. Because see, when people give promises, know that they are men and they are women and they are limited. They can die tomorrow. And what is the guarantee that he will fulfill the promise he gave you? The Bible says that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got himself out. He left it and ran away. Let them call you all the names they can call you. Hallelujah. Great grace will speak for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Great grace. Some years ago, I had an encounter with a woman. I was in upper six. I converted one of my cousins to the Lord. And that was his girlfriend. She was very furious. She was also in sixth form in another girl's school in Accra. She came down to Accra. We were on midterms. And paid me a visit, an unusual visit. But you know, when you are working with God, you can sense temptations long before they come. And when she came, there was nobody in the house. There was nobody. And you see, Brother James, I went to take... You see, when temptation comes, there are certain things you mustn't foolishly do. You must obey scripture. Amen. When she came, she sat down. I gave her Coca-Cola. And then I had a tape. I put it in the machine and it's overcoming temptations. She got up and put it off. Said, play some music, play some rock. I said, I don't know rock. These are the things I have here. So I left to the inner room, went to park. When I came back, she has removed some. And I saw that I was in danger because she was having the keys in her hand. That means she's locked the door. And for about two and a half hours, it was something else. I kept moving. I said, God, you said you make a way out. I don't know why she didn't follow me to the bedroom, but I keep going to the bedroom. She was waiting for me in the living room. And every time I come, there's one more part of her cloth off. And I said, God, you have to do something. I poured a lot of things from suitcase, started packing it, hoping that the heavens will open. That the Lord, I said, God, you took Philip away. Holy Ghost, take me away like this. Nothing was happening for two and a half hours. Then gradually the Lord said, I heard a voice say, go out and ask her to leave. So I came out, I mentioned her name, and I said, get out of here. She dropped the key and said, I won't visit you again. And I'll tell all the men in the area that you are not a man. I said, well, I don't care. She opened the door and she left. Ten minutes after she was gone, my spiritual father came. I said, James, I hear you are back from school. You know, I have to preach at an all night this evening. I want you to preach for me. I have to go somewhere. I can imagine if Brother James had fallen. <laughs> there were so many things going in my heart. I said, look, I've been casting demons out. I don't want any demon to come by. You see, no new devils are created. 
So if you cast them out, they are still watching you. But you see, you may pay this price and think that your ego or something has gone. But you know, you are a man because of righteousness. So many years after, when I started a church in Ghana, I had some three girls visit our church. And they filled the form and said, we want to be members. You know, the decision forms is who invited you. So they, they wrote the person's name. And I was surprised. This name? I know this name. So I later on had a chat with them. I said, Where, how did you get to come to our church? They said, oh, this lady that works at French Embassy called so-and-so said, ask us where we were going. And we said, we're going to church. He said, be careful of some of these pastors who are not right. And what is the name of your pastor of the church you are going? They mentioned me and said, oh, that man, he's a righteous man. Go to his church. Now it was this lady. She is telling people, go to that place. If it is that man, he's correct. After many years, he says he's correct. Hallelujah. Righteousness will speak for you. God will lift you up. In Jesus' name. So the Bible says, he fled and got out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in their hand, she was, and, and was fled, she started creating a lie. And the man was falsely accused and put in prison. But the favor of God was still with him. So what I'm saying to you today is that if you look at the favor Joseph received, there was a component of righteousness. So you wonder why God was still showing him favor. It was because he knew how to walk with God. He knew that unrighteousness would dent the anointing. It would destroy it. So when you see temptation coming, please don't fall. You won't die if you don't commit it. Hallelujah. It is not a sign that you are not a man or a woman. It doesn't mean you are not modern. After all, you are related to God. You know, sometimes they say, oh, you, you are not modern. Eh? You are not modern. Why are you behaving like a child? You are behaving like somebody prehistoric. God lives in the 21st century before we arrived. We are not more modern than him. So when he gives us his law, let's obey. You will not, you will not be robbed of anything. Hallelujah. It's a lie from the devil. Go and ask Adam and Eve. The devil told them, when you do this, you become wise. The day they ate of that tree, up to today, we are all in this soup. And that's how deception works. So if we want abundant grace, I just came to teach you that there's a key to abundant grace. Next time, I will continue with the rest. But today, I just want to focus on this. Please, look at Psalm 84 verse 11. I end the message. So Joseph had favor because of righteousness. And as Romans 6, 1 says, shall we continue to sin so that grace will abound? He said, God forbid, it won't abound. And I don't want to walk just under some grace. I want to walk under great grace. Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Is that in your Bible? No good thing. I don't know what has been the bad things coming your way. But the Bible said no good thing will he withhold from those that walk uprightly. 
No good thing. That means a wife is a good thing. You know that. Yeah, the Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. No good thing will he withhold from those that walk uprightly. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. God will make a way. See, when the season is due, he knows how to reward you. You don't need to fight. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, if you read the account of Joseph, the Bible says when finally he had favor in the prison, interpreted dream, got to the palace and interpreted the dream of the king, and the Bible says he had favor in the sight of Pharaoh as well. They promoted him, and the Bible says on that same day, they gave him a wife. Favor. No good thing will he withhold from those that walk uprightly. No good thing. Favor. I remember one friend advised me when we were in Teddy. He said, James, you know, open up to the sisters. Otherwise, one day, it will be difficult for you to marry you. You are too spiritual. You are too much in the spirit. But when the season was due, hallelujah, she said I shouldn't say it in this church, so I won't say it. But <laughs> I don't know whether I proposed to her or she did. But <laughs> And when our wedding invitation came out, most of my friends said, how... Does he know how to talk to a woman? How did this one, how did this one also come into his life? Favor. Hallelujah. Favor. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. I pray that you understand what it means to walk uprightly. And when you walk uprightly, you can go to God in prayer and say, Lord, you said no good thing. Will you withhold? Hallelujah. No good thing. No good thing. It means that he wants to give you good things. Children are good things. Good husbands are good things. Good wives are good things. Hallelujah. Better jobs are good things. He said no good thing will he withhold. If you read it, he says that the Lord is a son and a shield. And he gives grace and glory. He gives grace. Oh, Jesus. May the Lord remember you this afternoon. May today's message take you very far. May you be delivered from the deception of the devil. Righteousness is the key to abundant grace. It is the key. And you can say no to sin. You can turn your back to it. You know, Joseph turned his back. For a moment, he looked like he has been defeated. The enemy will say, oh, about Madame's promises? Why didn't you just do it and get it? But you know, at the end of the day, the Bible says, Pharaoh said, I am Pharaoh, and I put my ring upon you. Nobody will move an inch in Egypt without your order. Tell me where Potiphar lies here. He's right under him. Potiphar right, right under him. So if there is a, a parade, you know, Potiphar, they will be marching, and Joseph will stand there to inspect the parade. And Mrs. Potiphar, I don't know where you are in the queue, but this is the man that righteousness promoted. Your promises could not bring you there. So if Joseph is passing, the Bible says, and they gave an order that if Joseph passes, everybody should say, bow before him. Madam will have to bow. If Joseph decides to conduct an inspection of their house, all of them will have to panic. Joseph will have the chance to have fired Potiphar from the job, but he has the heart of a, of a man who has the spirit of God in him. That tells us that 
whatever the promise to sin, God is the better person to promote you. It doesn't matter what you have done yesterday. I just came with the word of grace to you. God forgives sin. But you must understand, like Jesus said to that woman, he said, go and sin no more. You know, that means that if she sins again, something else would have happened. Jesus was not condoning the act. That's why he said, well, I will not condemn you today. But go and sin no more. And I'm saying to you here, by grace we are saved. We are forgiven by grace. His mercies abound. He loves us so much that his grace will make a difference again. This afternoon, I just want you to talk to God. Maybe you were feeling guilty at the sound of my voice. But I came to assure you there is grace to forgive that sin. And you have another chance to walk in righteousness and true holiness. So that now when you move out from here and you see that man or that woman, know that that temptation is an attack on abundant grace. And you can't afford to lose that grace. Enough is enough. Spirit of God, every voice that is praying, forgive. Everyone that is asking you for mercy, forgive them. I pray, cleanse them from every unrighteousness. Anything that has disturbed the grace that you originally had for their lives. That was Reverend James Hanson Saki of Christ Chapel Ministries International. Thank you so much. If you've been blessed by this message, please visit our website and send us an email. And if you're interested in any of Reverend James's messages, you can also purchase them from our website, which is www.christchapel.org.uk If you want to fellowship with us, you can. Visit our website for all our service times. May the Lord continue to fill you as you thirst and hunger after His Word. Christ Chapel Ministries, building lives and transforming destinies.